afternoon and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by Lad Brokes. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another podcast. The Quick Fire podcasts are done and dusted with. Thank you to everybody that listened to those and the ones that are still listening. Thank you as well. Um, this is going to be more of a general podcast. We're going to cover some rucks and a few other things, a couple of important topics. But before we do move on, I will go to the third member of the team. Welcome to the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, brother. The Bombs Express is back. And like you said, we have some interesting topics uh, up for conversation, debate, and probably a little bit of argument as well today. But before we do that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. And yeah, today's kind of one of those tough podcasts. We're in a little bit of no man's land, JLT next week. Um, but we thought we'd come at you, just kind of what's relevant, what's going on. Uh, we'll kick it off with AFLX, boys. God, wasn't that absolutely riveting? Um, <laughs> look... There's not too much we can take out of it. We can take it as a grain of salt. A um, couple of boys that we were watching, you know, performed well. A uh, couple other surprise packages as well. But it's really just loose, uncontested football in the end. So I don't know how much we can take out of it. But Bons, we'll start with you. Who is kind of the one or two uh, younger guys uh, that you took the most out of on the weekend? Well, the uh, the one I took the most out of, and the one now I just don't I just don't see myself not starting with him was actually uh, Carlton's number one pick there, Paddy Dow. My God, does he look uh, fast and just really good skills? Took some really good contested marks down the down the sort of wing as well. And uh, I know we can't take a lot from it. I know he's not going to get that that amount of uh, ball, but my boy, did he look good? But that's what we look for when we uh, see any sort of footy. We just look. How are these boys playing? Yeah. What are they like? Let's learn a little bit more about them. How can they use the footy? Um, regardless of whether you're playing regular footy, you're playing JLT footy, or you're playing AFLX, you still got to be able to execute that ball beautifully, don't you? And I thought that's something that uh, Paddy Dow did really, really good um, on the weekend. And look, there were a few others. There was Will Rioli that put in a really good performance. Um, Dodie went all right. I was really impressed by Ed Richards from the Dogs. Um, and there was one, like some random bloke just absolutely out of nowhere. I don't even know if he'll even be eligible for selection, but his name was Jairo uh, from Fremantle, who just absolutely ran amok. And, um, yeah, that's probably where it kind of – that's probably where I'll sort of draw the line um, with, with the sort of younger boys. Young Jairo still needs to be lifted off the uh, rookie list to be even able mm. to pick around one. But he did impress Bretta. Uh, any of those young ones that took your eye this week? I know you were pretty um, – you were all over Willy Rioli watch on uh, Twitter. So I take it that's where we're going. Uh, no, I was on Michael Walters' watch, but he's not oh, a rookie. Right. Um, I, I, I don't mind Willie. I don't mind Willie Rioli. Looks really, really good. Um, he's dropped plenty of weight. Looks fit. Looks healthy, and he's a real. We've got to see him as a goal snake for the first time. As you said, it is uncontested, sort of high skill footy more than the content, like the heavy contests and stuff like that. Paddy Dow looked fantastic. Petra Chally from West Coast looked good. The one I like the most, and I think has really put himself um, onto our radars just because of the way he played will translate to sort of AFL footy was Ed Richards from the Bulldogs. Um, they need better kicks out of the back line. I think um, Biggs is going to have to do a lot of it, but they've lost Boyd, they've lost Murphy, so they will need guys who can really use the ball and he was hitting targets all over the place. So Bulldogs do like those high skill guys off the half back line and I think that's one who's really put himself into contention to um, get plenty of ball off that half back line. So that was the one I liked. Yeah, big fan, big fan of that young boy. I think he's going to go really well. The the one, the one dog is. I mean, the dogs didn't take this competition serious at all. They were absolutely taking the piss. But, uh, <laughs> the one I'm glad we got to look at, and probably for more of a negative sense than positive, was probably Timmy English. Um, look, the dogs don't have much, but I just, I still don't think he's AFL already. He's um, nowhere near it. Yeah, and he just kind of looked oh. lost and a little bit underweight. So I don't think Timmy English is. It's really going to step up at any stage this season um, and, you know, look to go forward. But in that cash cow bracket as well, Alan Christensen, uh, Bonce absolutely ripped Bretter on early in the podcast. Now I know he's in the Brisbane podcast and now I know he's all about it. So a tick, cross back, tick back across to you, Bretter. Uh, Alan Christensen, did he kind of do more favourable things for his case in everyone's team at the moment? For sure. I think we saw him hit a few contests. He put his body on the line. I think that was a thing for him. We know he can play. It was just a confidence thing with his body. 
and he was willing to take a few hits, take a few risks. He got belted around a couple of times, which was unusual for the AFLX. And um, he stood up to the pressure and his body stood up. So good signs for Alan Christensen. And I think he's going to be creeping into a lot more teams as we get closer to the season. Bonfire, change the tune on Christensen. <laughs> Mate, it may have slightly changed my, get around uh, it. my tune emotion, But I'm still... <laughs> um, no, he's still a huge injury concern though, isn't he? Like, uh, look... I don't think not one player got injured during the entire AFLX competition. And I think when fatigue starts to set in a lot more, that's when injuries come about. So um, he's going to need to be on big JLT watch. And I'll be really curious as to see uh, what sort of game time he plays in the JLT. Because if he only plays 50%, um, then it's not going to really do my world of confidence uh, much good uh, in selecting him. But if he can play 70 80% of game time in the JLT, then uh, I'm really going to start to become a fan of his... I reckon uh, Bomf is a dollar ten to pick Christensen yeah, start of the season. Yeah, I was meant to say a lot of him in that Brisbane podcast. Uh, Bomf's like, not a chance, never. Ten in all the JLPs, and I won't pick him, even though there was only two. Um, yeah, he's an early front runner in Bomf's team, I reckon, right now. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Stevenson, boys from the Pies, what did we take from his games early on Friday night? I think he kind of looked a little bit sloppy and nervous early, but I think the longer that the contest went on, and, and definitely that's. Um, yeah, that second half of the first game, I think he started looking a little bit better and a little bit more relaxed out on the pitch. And there's a lot of teams right now that are talking about, and we'll get on the the, the going news, um, with that happening, that he could potentially, you know, get a gig for round one. Did we like the look of uh, Stevenson for, for Pies? Well, I was worried when Cam Ellis-Yolman absolutely trucked through him. That was uh, not the best way to start, considering he wasn't very physical. But then he did pick up the pace. That little move he put on him in the, deep in the pocket where he was stuck on the line and he just absolutely burnt past someone. The Pies need pace. They uh, they lack quite a bit. Dugowie has a bit of toe and he's not playing, obviously, which we will get into. Stevenson did more harm than good for his chances, but he still has to find a spot in that 22. And I guess his position is quite... Uh, heavily taken. I mean, you've got your for solos, you've got your Will Hoskin Elliott, Jamie Elliott. I don't know if he can run off the half back line. Maybe that's where they use him, but definitely did more harm than good with how he's played in the AFLX. Oh, I'm not even concerned uh, about him at all in terms of being able to find a spot. I think the spot's there for him, and I think we are going to see him. Um, really liked uh, his ball use, um, I think more particularly in the, in the second game. Um, but he looked good, you know, big. Big sort of fella, you know, looked real gangly. And I like those sort of players. I like these big gangly players who can, you know, take marks and use the ball well. So I think we've got absolutely no concerns there. My concern is that oh, I reckon there's going to be a lot of teams out there running a hell of a lot of these top six draft picks. Uh, like I'm talking minimum four, possibly even five of them um, at season start. And I think that's a bloody... Well, it's a, it's a lot of money to sort of invest in, in all this sort of stuff. But, hey, he's got forward eligibility as well, and, and I think that's going to play into the hands of a, of a lot of favourable coaches. Yeah, it's kind of almost look at who's probably going to have the most chance to keeping their spots in the team. And, you know, the names like Rayner and everything are probably the first ones to pop out at you. Um, I think the LDU injury will kind of help us a little bit more if whether he gets the gig around one or not um but yeah back onto the aflx boys because that's what we're all about here uh we've decided that we're not going to do <laughs> fantasy for the rest of the season i think we're stick it to aflx so uh, i can't wait for next year when they do aflx super coach i'm gonna be all over that that would be one of the hardest things you'll ever do i'll tell you what players aflx super coach how hard we always see every game dean rampy He'd be top, one of the top-priced ones as well, wouldn't he? We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Um, Bailey, I'm going to need some help here, boys. Is it Fritschk? How do I say this? Fritschk. Fritschk. Yeah. Fritsch. The Fritsch, yeah. We'll just call him BF, the big BF. Um, <laughs> didn't he look impressive? And I think he's going to be really great this year with that link-up kick inside forward. Um, Bumps, you spoke about it with Adelaide in the Adelaide... Um, podcast a couple of weeks ago about how important that uh, that link-up kick inside 50 has become, and I think with uh, with big Jesse Hogan, I've got a feeling that Fritsch could be the man delivering that <laughs> ball inside 50. What did you boys think of his game on the weekend? I'll start with you, boss. Yeah, man, extreme confidence. Uh, look, before AFLX came about, there was just strong word coming from the D's camp that this bloke was going to be debuting in round one. And I'll tell you what, when I saw him line up in AFLX, I go, well, here's an opportunity to really sort of watch him. And uh, just super impressed with what he brought to the table. He's got some good pace as well. 
um, delivered the ball beautifully and uh, just really excited to watch him through the JLT because um, I'm like 99% confident right now that, that he's going to be there round one. Um, he, top of my head, it was, he was pick 31 or something like that in last year's draft. So um, they, they said that it didn't go a little bit too deep. But, you know, you always you always find gems in the draft, don't you? And, and he could prove to be a super coach gem for us in a in a year where, well, I guess every year we need cash cows, don't we? But hopefully he can he can produce some solid coin for us. Uh, Brett, anything to add on that? Uh, I think there's a very big problem for one of our, our favourites here at the Supercoach Elites. Um, I can't see Mitch Hannon holding his spot because I think <laughs> Bailey Fritch is going to take it from him. And though I think it's, what was it, 94% of teams had Mitch Hannon? I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I think that it's going to drop off when Mitch Hannon doesn't get selected for round one. Bailey Fritch, slot him in. Get him oh. in your forward line and get him in Melbourne's forward line. Imagine that. We could have a, a, a new boy in the, the midst this year. Uh, if Mitchie Hannon doesn't get the call up, I'll, uh, I'll yeah, make sure. You have to bring him in round two, though. He's drunk, say, Friday night. Sure too. Real pissed on a Friday night. And, uh, get onto that. Yeah. Um, Mitchie Hannon, no. Mitchie Hannon, only owned by 1% at the moment, Corey, and I, I, you might be in that 1%, I reckon. He is 1%. Uh, um, <laughs> a little surprised. I saw Bailey Fritch there. I mean, you'd think there'd be a lot more super coaches tuned in right now in terms of, you know, who's going to get selected round one and all the rest. So he's only owned by 4%. I'd be really, really surprised if in the coming week or two that that's really not above 20. That'll shoot right up. Melbourne yeah. play yeah. when's their first JLT? Oh, they play this Saturday. Should have known that because yeah. it was coming up in discussion. Uh, and I think that yeah, after this game, his ownership would jump through the roof. Uh, boys, Dude A, Dode, whatever we want to call him. Um, Alice Yolman impressed as well, but I, I really do want to talk about Dode. More importantly, uh, is it Dode or is it Dude? I've heard so many different. Dode, I think it's double E on the end, isn't it? So I'll go yeah. Dode. Doodoo's. Yeah. No, it's calling the dodes. Doo-doo head. Doo-doo head. Sick one. Got him. Mind you, that Pokemon. That, that dodo Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dual header. Uh, the intercept dual. marks galore. He, um, you know, probably sis and rampy up showed him when it come to the next two nights, but didn't he look great floating across that, well, if you want to call it the halfback line for AFLX. It's almost the midfield. But, um, yeah, it took some, a few intercept marks, and I think the, almost... Well, early, kind of solidified his spot, and probably most teams looking at that confidence-wise. I mean, we've still got to keep an eye out for JLT, but I thought he looked really great through the air. Beautiful set of hands. Um, anyone got anything to add on that? You weren't massive on him, were you, Bonfa? Was it? No, I wasn't massive on his first game. That first game, absolutely not. I didn't think his first game was was that good at all. To, uh, to be completely honest, um, he. He played a little bit in the forward line as well um, during the first half of that first game as well. And I was thinking, ooh, what's going on here? Because they had Andy Otten down back and they had Kyle Chaney down there as well. And then they had Dodi uh, down forward. And I was like, ooh, uh, you know, what, is, what does this mean? So that's going to have to be a big JLT watch um, because um, if Andy Otten does go to the back line and uh, Premiership captain Kyle Chaney comes back into the Adelaide lineup um, and... Well, maybe that's that's the positions in the back line all taken up, and there's no spot for Dodi. So that's gonna. So I was actually a little bit more concerned um, after the game than I was before the game because of what I've seen in in that uh, sort of uh, initial moments of the um, the first AFLX game for the Crows. Okay, I liked him. Thought he was good. Yeah. Thought he was good, but again, it's a positional thing. Yeah, I didn't know what Bonds was on when he was texting us the other night. I yeah, I was like, oh, he's playing really good. And he bounced, he's like, he's been rubbish. And I was yeah, like, oh, I yeah. okay, watch it. was not impressed. In, in all fairness, yeah. too, that was, uh, what was it, My Kitchen Rules, same time slot bot. Oh, that's <laughs> why he actually wasn't watching. Yeah, well, it is, it is hard to flip between channels, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kelly and Barry, these are two boys that you've been absolutely huge on, Bonfa. Uh, we'll yeah. let you go to town on both of them because I thought both looked really, really good in their JLT games. Yeah, I mean, nah, 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 like nah, down, just tick, tick, did round one uh, chances, absolutely no harm, big watches through the JLT, um, and look, with the news that, uh, what's his name, Jared Pollock's gone down four or five weeks or whatever it is now, um, I think we're going to see Barry, uh, you know, early, like for sure, I think I think that's a almost a foregone conclusion now that, that Barry will be there round one. Um, so get him in on all of your benches, um, 117K midfield. Um, and Tim Kelly is the uh, really pacey 23-year-old from the Cats uh, 
who, well, if you listen to sort of the Geelong podcast um, a week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, uh, we, that's when I kind of banged on about him and, you know, what he can bring to the table. But, look, long story short is that he's pacey. Um, he knows how to use the ball. He's a mature age. Um, and, I, and I think he's, he's ready to go. Um, absolutely round one. Uh, Brett, anything to add on either of those? I liked Kelly better, but I think the Pollock injury and a few other things at Port Adelaide are making Don Barry a nicer selection. They both look pretty good. Yeah, No uh, knocking either of them. Sticking on uh, Port Adelaide talk, Riley Bonner, I thought he played really, really well. Um, Your boy. Yeah, it was my mid-pricer from last week, and I think the Pollock injury kind of helps Bonner more than it does Barry. Um, but either way, I think... Bonner's having a spot off that half-back team for Port Adelaide this year, name round one, and I am really, really bullish on him. I think he was a, I mean, I wish he was a little bit cheaper than what he is. He's two fifty-seven, I think, or two sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's proven it before. It's played AFL, couple of AFL games before, and has a nice little uh, AFL career average over his span. He's uh, not a young boy anymore, and I think he can get a gig in there and um, definitely show us that he's worth the money, but I wouldn't go absolutely destroying my team without watching some JLT first, too, so I'm currently not running him, but he didn't do himself any harm. Uh, Bretta, Bombs, anything to add on Mr. Mona? I think I think if you don't have any other mid prices, you probably take a risk on a guy like Bonner, but don't be squeezing him in if you've got one or two already. Right, and Bonds. That's right. It's it's almost a selection between him and Christensen, isn't it? And the way you want to structure yeah. your team, I think um, you're going to be a little bit more secure in Christensen's job security, but um, Bonner's probably going to be more likely to be injury free um, throughout the year. And I really like the the Bonner Bonner pick. Super impressive. Uh, I thought he was, um, and you know what. Bonner, Bonfar, there's there's not much difference uh, in in the name as well. So you know, maybe you're maybe all kidding. Uh, after this season, oh, yeah. shit. Um, <laughs> Brett, I think we were we're on the blower at the uh, time that Michael Walters just picked up the ball and put it through his legs like he was absolutely taking the piss, mate. Right. We were going absolutely ham um, on Twitter every time Michael Walters touched the ball. Mate, is he just the absolute biggest fucking super coach right now? Well, I thought it would be nice, like, just as a bit of a joke, a bit of Michael Walters watch. I didn't count on him getting the ball every three seconds and kicking goals every 15 seconds. Um, oh, he's a lock, um, unless you're Bonfer, who won't even have him by the end of the season. And 115 points a game, I don't think you can really turn that down, Corey. I don't know about you, but I'm not turning that down. Bumps. I, you know what, I'm, I'm all aboard Walters. And you know what, I was right in saying that we shouldn't select him last year. So stuff you, Bretta. Um, and I'm coming... I'm coming <laughs> I didn't pick him last year. Hey, I don't care. You <laughs> Bobber doesn't care. Facts are irrelevant. Uh, I don't care. And any dickhead that listened to you boys last year and picked him would have suffered the consequences of his injuries, all right? So don't you question the Bob's advice, mate. Um, Walters this year, well, yeah, he looks exciting. He's got to be one that you've really got to watch in, in JLT because if he gets uh, moving up on those wings, um, you know what? He's averaging 27 touches a game this year, I think. Are we worried at all? I mean, let's get back to being a little bit more serious now. Are we actually worried with his calves or hamstrings at all? He's a big soft tissue guy. Um, any fear? No, I don't actually have him at the moment. I know I'm all aboard the Michael Walters hype train, but I don't actually have him. Um, the, in terms of the soft tissue injury, I think half of the forwards are injury worries. Heaney's had surgery. Barlow's got bad shoulders and a leg. Toby Green smacks people. I think there's an element of risk with pretty much all of the key forwards. Billings just hurt himself as well, soft tissue. So I think you're going to be picking a player around that price with soft tissue history, so there's no avoiding it. More than just good looks, Brett. More than just good looks. Bons, Mate, I am so handsome, sir. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm not I'm not deeply concerned about Walters because the injury last year. What was the injury last year? Uh, uh, knee, meniscus, or something. Oh, I'll that look it up. Right. Yeah, that wasn't. So it wasn't. It wasn't actually. Banal, wasn't it? Banal yeah. calf yeah, days. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't soft tissue injury, and he played 20 games in 2015, 22 last year, and then 17 before he copped that. Sorry, 22 in 2016, and 17 last year before he copped that. Uh, sort of injury, and I know that yeah, you're PCL. Yeah. PCL on his knee, yeah, yeah. So I know Corey's big on you know these, um, you know the more sort of freak type injuries. You, you sort of don't really factor those into injury yeah. concerns. 
Um, so if we don't really factor last one or last year's one in, then the previous two years he only missed two games. And I think, um, you know, in a forward line, you can afford, you know, a forward line player to miss one, maybe two games in a season because generally you've got enough depth uh, on your bench to kind of cover that, don't you? The other big thing He's a legit- is with Walter, sorry, Brett, to cut you off. The, the, the thing that I like is... What's his name? Uh, Mundy's midfield minutes are done. Um, and you can't yep. just rely on Fife and um, Lockie Neal in there. So I think Walter's upside is, for what he's worth, is massive. Um, and I'm big on him. And I have him in my team at the moment. Um, I think you've also got him too, don't you, Bombs? I certainly do, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running real cheap in my forward line so far. Uh, Walter's is actually number one. Day- <laughs> well... <laughs> um, did Rampy's game on the weekend put any fear in your heart with Lloyd? No. Absolutely none. I can't believe you're picking Lloyd. Yeah. Well, I can't believe you're not. Where's what's the points Ram- coming from? What's Rampy's game on the weekend? Got no, I'm not worried about be- Rampy. That game suited to Rampy. I'm saying Lloyd's not going to get a more ball than he got last year, and he averaged 87. Where's oh, that 10 points a- coming from a game? It's coming. It's just coming. Anyway, it's coming. Let's just talk about it's coming, game. No, no, no. That it looked is, absolutely it's just amazing. Coming because his 87 average included like a, a score of like four, right? That takes and it from 90 to 87. So 90. Give him a flat of 90 at 27 touches a game. Yeah. He's I not going up from that. He's not having 30 touches in the back line with Mills and Rampy got, and Nick Newman, all these blokes getting a pill. I think you've got a Sydney midfield, right, that is going to be clearly underdone. And we would have spoken about this on the Sydney podcast, right? But you've got a Sydney midfield that's underdone. You're telling me I should be worried about Nick Newman? Are you kidding me? Like, that was his first year. Love to see He's going to get the ball. Again. He's going to get I, the ball, though. That's I the would thing. just love to see him do that again. I think Jake Lloyd is the perfect uh, halfback, push-up to the wing uh, type player. I think he's a connector. He takes a lot of marks. He kicks the ball a lot. He kicks the ball long, and he uses it well. Um, I'm, I'm all for Jake Lloyd. This year. Okay, and such a massive risk. I, I think there's zero risk in it. I think there's zero risk in it because he's not going to average under 25 touches this season. That still hasn't translated to points. Stopped, That's the thing. We stopped doing outlandish statements, Bronx, last week. That's not outlandish. <laughs> These are facts. <laughs> I'm just Thank bringing Corey for talking back. sense into this man. Uh, no, okay. Anyway, Kim, all right, let's get off Lloyd. He didn't play JLT. I mean, he didn't play AFL. <laughs> I need to stop calling JLT. Um. <laughs> Rampy, did he do favours for anyone's case at all? Because I think he'll probably out-average Nick Newman. I think let, me tell you, let me tell you something about Rampy, right? Oh, Rampy's game of the weekend. He played a good 30 seconds at the start where he kicked three super goals. He's, he's not even going to kick two goals as a maximum within a game. I would not even contemplate going anywhere near selecting Dane Rampy. And I've just seen that 2% of teams have selected him. And how can you pick Dane Rampy? Honestly, 2% of teams... How can you pick Jake Lloyd? Well, you can, you can pick him quite significantly easier than you can Dean, uh, Dane Rampy. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. That game's suited to Rampy, though. It is. Like, it, that is it just, really it's is. a one-on-one game. Long. Honestly, yeah. it's a one-on-one game. There's a lot of... Like, he just uses the ball good. He kicks the ball long. Um, it's just done um, absolute, I don't know, bit of a nothing game. I don't even know why we're speaking about Dane Rampy. To be well, honest. I didn't think it was going to go that long, but you just really wanted to, I mean, no, no you know what, mate, Bons, Bons gets aggressive. You almost come out of your <laughs> skin, mate. Like, um, and before well, you, I get you yeah. super, super excited, we're moving on, Bons, before I get you super, oh, super excited. Boys, just quick notice, quick, uh, quick information. I just brought Michael Walters into my team, just so you guys should know that. <laughs> Probably should be focusing on the and not the Supercoach team right now. Hey, uh, Supercoach is 24-7. You can't stop. Never stop. Luke McDonald, boys. Is anyone else getting excited by the hype of all these midfield minutes um, nope. that's coming up and the ability to touch the ball on the weekend in that loose contested AFLX? Well, no, he's too something. awkwardly priced. I've got one question for you. Who was the bomb North Melbourne mid-pricer? Probably Luke McDonald. Bruce. I thought it was Braden Bruce. No, 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 mate. It was Luke McDonald. Uh, Magic? You know what was it Magic? I, I, I think it was Magic. I actually really liked uh, his game, and he has now entered on the basis of AFLX. And I know we shouldn't be making too many rap decisions, but he has entered Bomb's watch list. Not the team, but he's entered the watch list. 
It's a real big place to be. There's a lot of names. In yeah, there. there's there's like four there players is. not on the watch list. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but he's on there. That's uh, step one. Good to know. I think he's one you've got to keep an eye out in JLT if you're looking at him at all. You need to know what kind of position he's going to play. Bons, can you give me his ownership um, for me when you get a chance? Yeah, no worries. Um, um, it is 4%. Yeah, I, and I reckon that went up after the weekend too, and after yeah. all this talk. I reckon it was like um, one before. Yeah, yeah. Maybe two after the our North Melbourne podcast, and I pumped him up. Then it went up to four after the game, probably. Well, the game suited Rampy, and the game definitely suited James Sisley Bonfer. Uh, did he do <sighs> anything at <sighs> all to knock himself out of your <laughs> team? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what he did. What he did is knock Brett out. That's what he did. He knocked <laughs> Brett's absolute socks off, James Sisley. How good was he? He played one of those games. You know why they? You know why they didn't win the grand final? Because they didn't line up James Sisley. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> That's why they didn't win the AFLX competition. James Sisley was not in that in that lineup. Oh boy, was he good! Look, was I a little bit concerned that at times he played through the forward line? Yes, but you know what? AFLX is a different game, and when you're one on one in the forward line, your name's James Sisley, and you can clunk balls like he does. Why the hell wouldn't you play him in the forward line in AFLX? Um, I have zero concern that this guy here uh, is going to be playing in the forward line come season proper. Because when it comes season proper, uh, you know, all this zone bullshit that teams play these days, you got about 50 players around the ball. He's not going to be able to impact games in the forward line like he can do in AFLX. And that's why he's going to sit behind the ball. That's why he's going to intercept Mark. And that's why he's just going to absolutely dominate and be not only a top six defender, but a top six forward. He is something special. Yeah, sitting as my F3 at the moment, uh, currently. Yeah, same He's under price. Brett, has he done anything to turn himself around in your eyes? Has, has he entered Brett's watch list? Uh, he has not entered Brett's watch list. Uh, I can understand the pick. I can understand why. Um, I just can't pull the pin on James Sicily. I think it could just go horribly wrong. He just has, like... Oh, it takes one thing. He gets moved to the forward line after Hawthorne get blown out in a few games, and then that's it. His season's done, and you're losing 60k a week, and you got to try and get with him. Upside's huge. Happen. Upside's oh huge, God, bro. bro. As if it can't happen. It happened last week, like last happen. year. He, he went like yeah. one ten, one ten, one ten. Everyone's all That's over him. Happen. Then they're getting beat. Whatever struggles, he goes forward for like three quarters, scores twenty six. But he like, wasn't getting beat. He was getting tagged, and he was getting frustrated and giving away free kicks. Exactly what, back. and that's just never going to happen. Well, you like, know what? Once, he at least two, learn. three times this season, it's going to happen. He will learn, and he's going to drop thirties, and they are. Devastating. Oh, 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 right. this, is, this is a man that comes in and bats for Toby Green to keep himself level-headed, but when it comes to James Sisley, he doesn't think it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, but Toby Green's a good boy now. He did counselling. I like I like Toby Green. He is something special, Sisley, brother. 402. Oh, how about, I reckon we have a bet that um, Toby Green punches less people than James Sisley this year. That, that, on, that field, on field, on field, on that, field. That's going to be really interesting. Watch Sicily go 130, 130, 130 to start the season. You'll be all about it and then drop 40 week four. And you'll be like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about it. Yeah, I know. It's probably... <laughs> talk about James. Don't mind the pick, but pick him in the forward line as well. That's another thing. If you're going to pick him. Did anyone else absolutely blow your socks off that's Supercoach relevant, boys? No. Yeah, I think we covered nah. awesome. We'll jump across to uh, our questions. This week, uh, and we'll start with our Facebook questions. Um, Brett Mollison, is starting a captain loophole player a must, or do we just, or just do VC when we have a cash cow injured, suspended, or dropped? And until then, is it automatic captain on danger? Um, hang on, I'll keep going. I'm thinking cash gen is a must, and ruck cover would be nice if English Cameron named. We should pick them instead of loophole player. It was much better having Nank. Come on, super coach change, lobbed ruck to forward. Okay, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Um, so, I think the question is if English or Cameron are named, do we go the full team or do we make sure that we can captain loophole? Bonts, we'll start with you on this one. Um, no, I think the smart thing is you always go the full team. Um, obviously, English is 134, so that's a little bit expensive but i think you still go it you probably don't go pay 200 plus to give yourself that full team um if you make a, a loophole somewhere you make it in the rucks and the rucks only that is uh that's my belief um i'm of the belief as well this year that instead of paying 102k i might just pay 117 or 123 
and get someone who I think's likely to debut because I think what we're going to get is we're going to get injuries at various stages throughout the year, aren't we? And, uh, you know, we're always going to end up with a non-playing player somewhere along the line. So I wouldn't mind selecting, you know, someone like a Cameron who might be a chance to debut or, you know, you know someone could just come from anywhere, uh, can't they? Um, and just see what happens there with the Rucks. But if round one, someone on the Ruck bench is being selected, then I would select him run a full team, and yes, I will just Captain Dangerfield week in, week out until you get the loophole option. I agree. We've got a powerful player in the name of Patrick Dangerfield who's most times when you're going to run the vice-captain anyway, you'll notice most weeks that it's going to end up being Dangerfield. Massive advocator of the VC on Dangers. If you can get a full team, you get a full team. You do not go into the season... Um, waiting on players to get picked. I do love your idea of the the rucks, what you've just said, touching on Cameron or, you know, especially more Cameron because he's a little bit cheaper and there's a good chance he will get a, a slot this year. But that's only if they're not named around one. You're not going to go into the forward line um, and I'm pretty sure plenty would have seen the conversation we had on Twitter last week um, with another page who will not be mentioned. But you're not going to go into your forward line and put a player like Higgins in there if he's not selected and wait for him to go because there's that many rookies, there's that many players from other clubs, that many, you know, um, uh, what's it called, mature age players who have gone to another list. There will be plenty enough to get your cash cows and cash generated on the bench. If you can go the full 22, by all means, get the full 22 and just go captain on danger. Um, I, do, do you boys know danger's only owned in 34% of teams? Really? Yeah. That's a joke. That's, That's actually a joke. It seems low. I can't believe it. The, the, I'd, no, no, we'll, no, topic for another day. Uh, Breda, your answer to that question. Yeah, I think that we had the perfect example last year. Those who started with Preuss as their ruck bench were rewarded with an extra 180k, 200k to spend, and those who mm-hmm. didn't were stuck with a zero. You had your loophole, but when you're scraping for money throughout the season, you want as many on the field as you can. And then you look, everyone started with Joel Smith and he was injured first week. So there was a loophole for most people anyway. So you usually find a way to get a loophole at some stage of the season. Round one, you take every single rookie because you don't know which ones are guaranteed to break out. And there's always ones that surprise you. Everyone thought Preuss was just going to play two games, Goldstein dominate and Preuss back to the bench, back to the reserves. But he made plenty of cash and they're the ones who went with him were rewarded. It was a perfect example of why you always pick a full team. Okay, next question. Uh, Lincoln begs, Kelly v. Dustin v. Oliver v. Merritt. Who are we taking? Dusty, is, by the way. not I think I said Dustin. So, Kelly, Dusty, Oliver, Merritt. Bumps. Dusty, one. Oh, brother, you, you go. go. Dusty, no, one. you go, boss. Uh, Dusty, one. Oliver, two. Who are the other two? Kelly Merritt. and... Kelly. Kelly, th- Kelly three. Merritt, four. Bumps. Um, Dusty, Merritt, Oliver, Kelly. I think all of them average 108 plus, though. Oh, That's enough. the same. Yeah, you're, you're picking up sticks there. And I think Cali, I don't know, Cali's biggest worry is how deep that midfield is. I reckon he's a class, um, but there's a lot of premium talent in there. Um, I think Zach Merritt's going to have a huge year this year. Uh, man, these needed to be more. Oh, is that it? That's it for five. Oh, no, a few more comments. Sorry. Uh, how I oh Nelson Moody? How are you setting up for boys? Um, this is a two-part question. So part one: How are you setting up for boys? Uh, hey, we'll go from there first. Boy, uh, have you even had a look at any boys, Brett? No, haven't had a look. My tactic is everything I set up to bring in the guys I want. Um, the second week of the buys and third week. So I usually burn three trades, and that's where I go big and really sort of cap off my team and bring in guys that are playing. Bumps. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at it um, yet. So we still have the we can still set the teams to tell us though, can't we? If you buy gold yeah. and all that, yeah. I'm just yeah, avoiding cool. Sydney players. That's pretty much Sydney premium midfielders. I just I, no Kennedy, no Hanbury, no Parker. I go into it depends what you play for. I mean, we always have this conversation, but I go into the season just expecting to win two of those three boys. Um, and part just expecting it. Yeah, yeah if you got a good enough team, you usually get it done. That's just that's, expects it. I yeah. like it. I expect to win three, though, but whatever. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so, question number two, which is a two-part question. Uh, no, it's a three-part question. God, Nelson. Part one. In the quickfire podge, you kept ranking Danger, Dusty, and Mitchell like we had to choose two out of the three. Do you think it is a bad idea to select all three? Part two. 
is the same question, but in the forward line, Heaney, Green, and Billings. Part three is, could you start all six? To answer part okay. one, you definitely can start all three. Um, and I have all three. pretty much all pre-season, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so do you, I. And, and so have I. We just rank them because there are a lot of teams who can't fit them all in just purely pretty cash. Question number two. Uh, yes, you can start all three of them as well because that was my first team that I had. And part three, can you start all six? You definitely can start all six because that was mm-hmm. the very first team I had. Anyone got any of these to add on? Agree. Can fit all six. Find a way. Bonds? Yeah, I agree too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and question number three, what are each of your goals for the year in Supercoach? This is a great... This is probably the most underrated question, and I wish I looked at this earlier and kind of set for this Had question. Had a little think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my goal is obviously to win the uh, Supercoach Elite title uh, for two out of three years. That's uh, my, my ultimate goal for the year. But if I think about something... You know that I, I really want on sort of a personal level. It's probably just to smash the living shit out of Breda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not ready for that. <laughs> oh well. well. You can't really smash the living shit out of me because I'm playing DB two. So yeah. Um, yeah. My goal for the year, Nelson, is to get back into DB one. Which I've already penciled in, so I'm looking at 2019. Pencil it in, Breda. You got a quick cash grab at least. Mine's a, a top 40,000 finish because that usually gets me ahead of Bomber, so <laughs> that'll, that'll do me just fine. <laughs> whack, whack. Ah, well done, boys. Um, Brad Waldrum, Simpson and Christensen versus Barlow and Birchall, or other mid prices, etc. Uh, Bonner, etc. Uh, I am the first one, and I think because it's Simpson offers that most consistency. Uh, yep, Simpson, Simpson and Christensen. Christensen. Yep. Uh, uh, Aspie would love. It, if you fellas could talk a little more about Dyson Heppel. Averaged 104 to 106 the two years before suspension. Slowly down last year. Uh, was this due to a role change or just underdone? Was still consistent though. Last year had five tons in the last six games. Can he continue his form in 2018? That's the first part I of the hate, question. I hate Dyson Heppel as a selection. I, he's, not gonna even, he's not even top 20 material for me. Um, and I and I don't know what he's going to do this year when McGrath and Parrish get a lot more midfield time as well. He's gone back to you know how he started his career back on the half back flank, maybe on a half forward flank, possibly on a on a wing. Um, and I think he is. He, this is no understatement here from the bombs, but I think he's the most overrated Essendon footballer at the club. You've said that a lot of times before, so Breda. Yeah, no, stick with that. Yeah. Um, I think he averages probably 103, 104, and that's just not enough to Jeez, get him into a side. But I said if he averaged 100 last year, and he was pretty much underdone. He averaged so, 99 like, and a half. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> 0.5 off, my bad. But like, you know, he could easily average 304. He's done that more. No, nah, he goes up from last year. No, nah, I think he's 95. I think he's down this year. I just don't think he's a very super coach relevant player. Unfortunately, yeah. I think he's a better footballer than he is a super coacher. And he's, his role changed when he became captain of that football club. He became more of a captain. Very, very, uh, He's a very selfless footballer. And I think the emergence of Zach Merritt... Zach Merritt's number one, and they know that at Essendon. So I don't think he's even remotely there. I think McGrath, Parrish, uh, I think Devin Smith and... Yeah, I mean... You're not you're not bringing all these players you're not bringing all these players into the midfield, okay? And uh, you know Heppel's getting the same amount of game time and all the rest of it. I think Heppel's the one that they'll sacrifice because what I think they lack and what they use Goddard in is a user from the halfback flank. That's why they brought in Saad. But I think Heppel um, will just sort of take over. Uh, I think it's we Goddard's last year, and I think Heppel will just sort of just transition right back into that halfback uh, sort of flank role. Um, I'm not saying that you know he can't average in the hundreds. I'm just saying I, I just don't see it happening. Um, and sure, he, I mean he has those games where he kicks you know several goals and you know can get up to forty touches, but he just doesn't do it consistently enough to warrant a super coach selection. 
the, the important thing is so you look at his price and you look at the guys around him. Cripps is 10k cheaper. I think that's a better pick. Yeah. Um, Rockley's so 20k cheaper. I think that's a pick. Um, who else? And you got Trelaw is 70k. Trelaw yeah, is probably Trelaw. a better pick. Yeah. How much is Trelaw? Fifteen k, fifteen k, and you get Trelaw. Yeah, there's better. Ten k, oh, you get Trelaw. Selwood, JPK. Bonds. I mean, yeah. it's just. <sighs> No, There's just far too much there. No, you just don't... You, you can't select Temple. Yeah. Um, Aspie, let us know if you're an Essendon supporter as well because that could take uh, some account into it. But I think... I, I, I really don't think Heppel is as super coach relevant as you expect. But if you want to pick him, mate, go ahead and pick him because if it works for you, you're a pot and a half clear. But I don't think Heppel can, can get there. Uh, Campbell Michel is gone a bigger trap than Nick Nat. Well, not now. He played only four. No. He's only, he has only played more than thirteen games once. Nick Nat has played twenty at least five times. Nick Nat's body's destroyed, so he's definitely not um, more of a trap than Nick Nat. Uh, anyone worried that Gorn's going to go down injured? We, I think Bomfer said he's only played what, over fourteen games once or something yeah. like that. So there's always a worry. But, but we've all got him because he's just so you got to pick him. You just got to pick him. Yeah, yeah, you got to pick him. Oh, look, I think that guy was just asking uh, the Gorn question probably because he just wanted to hear my parody again, so I can give you another display oh, if no, you no, want. That's not having no chance, bro. <laughs> that jump across the Twitter. Uh, Brett, uh, this is probably more uh, centralised at you. Uh, at Damon Markon, can you please clarify for the community of the second member of the panel is called Brett or Bretta? He's a little bit confused. Uh, it depends on the day of the week. So weekends, it's uh, it's Bretta. Weekdays, it's Brett. But Corey saw Corey has like free reign. He can chop and change. So there you go. It's covered. It's done. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, and, uh, and Mr. Choggy Milk as well. A couple more names that you got by Brett. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Benny Perra at Penny P Blues. Uh, is Mark Blitzkaz an option for super coach Bonfa? Man, what's with these questions? Because he killed Jay, um, AFLX. No, but he's no. He's, he's a, not. A, he's a mid. He's a mid only. How can you select him as a mid only? You know what? If he's four, he's four forty eight k. But if he was, you know, ruck only, I can see merit in the question. But four forty eight k mid only. Um, no. gee, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to dignify that with a response. But certainly not. Um, yeah. Yeah, big. No, don't pick him from me. Big X, no chance. Uh, Roy uh, Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston underscore Roy, Devin Smith or James Sisley. Sis. Oh, that, is this guy foolish? It's Devin James Smith. Sisley over everyone. I'd be more than comfortable you picking James Sisley over, Sisley over everyone. <laughs> Robbie Gray, Lance Franklin, Luke Dalhouse. Anyone you want to you pick Sisley over every single person in that forward line. Uh, big shout out to all those who responded to my... Um, Question about Luke Dalhouse last week. Respect the feedback community. Um, Brett, Devin Smith, or Sis? Smith. I'm not going more because Bombs will just attack me. <laughs> but Smith. Genuinely Smith. <laughs> nice. All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, let's have a chat about the Ruckman boys. Nick Nat, knee on knee. He's got eight knees growing in the one knee. Um, he's in trouble. And... Highly doubt he's even in for round one. Uh, who knows when he'll be back? What do people who are looking at Nick Nat do right now? Not pick Nick Nat. Pick someone else. Yep. Uh, good question. I was more about where do they go, but okay, thanks, Brent. Uh, well, I've gone Paddy Ryder and Gorn. That's my two. But I think you just go double premium and just pick who you think the two best are going to be. Don't pick Nick Nat. Pops. Yeah. You know, you go one out of, um, you know, Jacobs, Cruiser, Ryder, um, pairing them up with Gorn. I don't think you go down. I just don't see any merit in going down. Um, exactly. Yeah, well, is he available as a Ruckman? That's the question. I think so. Yeah, so you go, yeah, you got to go up to, to one of those. And, uh, you know, even even Goldstein, I mean, with the, with the sort of the news articles coming out during the week about... Um, you know, just him opening up about his own personal life and uh, I guess some of the troubles he's been through over the past uh, couple of years and, and all that sort of stuff, having the, the separation from the, the missus and all the rest of it. Um, he appears to be going really, really well. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I watched this, um, I mean, I, some of the viewers may have seen it as well, but on afl.com.au they have like a segment where they have like asked the coach a question. So I don't know if you guys saw it, yep. um, but when, when Scott was asked the question, you know, can you play Goldie and uh, Proust in the same team? 
um, and and Scott answered it in pretty much uh, that look the the way I interpret it was that one of them's going to have to play forward, and if one of them can't play forward, they're only going to play one ruckman. Um, and he said that that Goldstein on the track looks like he's back to his all Australian form. I don't know if that's just Scott just trying to sell a few more memberships and sell a little bit of hope for the year, but if that's genuinely true, then I think Goldstein really does become um, a genuine uh, consideration. So yeah, going forward as well, because he look look if he can get back to that all Australian stuff, he's quite underpriced, isn't he? And uh, look, I think it's uh, if you don't mind me just giving a plug to some mental health here stuff, boys. But look, uh, you know, it's pretty big of Goldie, uh, particularly for men, to sort of open up about some issues that sort of going on. So just encouraging all men out there that if you are experiencing some troubles in your life, that there are services out there. There's obviously organisations like Beyond Blue and Lifeline um, Australia, and it only takes a couple of seconds to Google it and and give those numbers a call and and just just find yourself some help that you you may kind of need to sort of get yourself through those tough times. Yeah, nice work there, nice work there, Bonfa. Um, if Goldie is named round one and Bruce isn't in the team, how tempted are you going to be to go straight to Goldie? I will select him. If no Bruce named round one, you will go Goldie, Goldie gone? Yep, yep. Bretta, same question to you. No, won't begin because Bruce plays at some stage and... Goldie is a stud, he's an absolute star, but unless he is there with no competition, I'd rather take Ryder simply because there is no competition for him. Goldie, what did Goldie average last year with Bruce in the same? 90, 94.8. 128 the year before, I'm sure. 120 something the year before, so the upside's there, obviously, but I feel like Bruce is going to play and he's going to have too many 70s where he's just not for lack of ability and star power, but just for the lack of centre bounces attended. If both are in the team, Goldie's the one that goes forward. Because Bruce can't play forward. He's too slow. So They're not Goldie playing Goldie. Forward. I'm quite adamant about that. They did they last are. year. Yeah. Yeah. Did. I think it failed. It's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? I don't... Mm. I, personally, if I was North, I wouldn't be playing too, Rockman. But I wouldn't either. I'd just play Goldstein or... But what and do you do? try and move Bruce. Like, honestly, I mean, we're talking to Bukage, but what do you do if you're North Melbourne... Do you go not play trade, Bruce? You play Goldstein all year, then you trade him at the end of the year when his yeah, value is like Bruce, through the roof. Is Bruce going to be happy sitting another year on the sidelines? And then at the end of the if season, you t- if you if you told him that it's his from the next year, yes. But North Melbourne, the way they'll do it is they'll just sort of actual Bruce gets a few games here and there, and that'll kill Goldie Super Coach. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, see, the way I look at it is this. The way I look at it is this. Sam Jacobs averaged 95.7 last year, and he's someone I'm genuinely considering. Goldstein averages one point a game less than Sam Jacobs last year with all of the, the Proust drama and all of the, I guess, the you know confidence in his own ability with what's going on in his own life and all the rest of it. You take that away, all of a sudden I see Goldstein averaging more than Sam Jacobs. Now, if you're saying yes to Sam Jacobs, I don't see how you say yes to Goldstein, particularly when you've got the potential to have, you know, of that upside without Bruce in the team. I didn't say yes to Jacobs as well. That's another thing. Any of no, you boys well, like Stephen Martin at all? No. I think I'm a little bit more bullish on Martin than both of you are. But uh, what about Scotty Lysette, boys, if Nick Nat's going to be out for a while? Nope. Uh, no, not just upgrade him eventually, so it's just not worth it. Just get it done early. So but does that become viable to start Lysette? knowing that once Ryder's buy is done in round eight, you can go line set to Ryder. Because that's the what left wing pick, teams up Ryder. The one that's sort of out there that I like is Jared Witts. I know you will probably hate it, but I prefer him to Jacobs. I prefer him to Goldstein. Mm. If you're going to try and get someone for that 510, 520 mark. He's by himself and he can only get better. How come we're not as big on... I mean, I've got to ask. I don't own line set. Um, but why aren't we as big? If he's going to be solo Ruckman at 277k, um, that's some some free cash if you can sit there and, you know, average 90 plus. Is Vardy fit? I don't think that matters whether Vardy's fit or not, but I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind set with the intention to get him out after Port Adelaide's buy and switch him to Ryder. I think Vardy it's a, I think played it's 20 a games strategy. last year, though. So Vardy's fit, he plays, know, and that kills yeah. Lysette. Do you think Barney probably plays a little bit more forward than I said, though? Not sure. We won't know until the season starts with those two. Big JLT, watch. Too many, too much stuff. There's too much going on. They've got three Ruckman. You don't pick a Ruckman in a team of three Ruckman unless they're a superstar. And it's kind of tough tapping the ball down to no one as well. 
Yeah. Mm. Nah. Not too. Right, cool. Anyone want to touch on anything else for um, Ruckman Talk? Nah. nah, I think that's sorted. I think we just need Rory Lobb to get a call up, even though he's injured now. That'd kind of be uh, handy. Before I announce the winners into our um, first Supercoach League, you boys have anything to add, else to add for the podcast? I think it's all you, Corey, from all here. Right, beautiful. We will pop all these names up on the uh, on Twitter. But for our first Twitter league that we had running, uh, if we read your name out or you find it on the page, inbox us and we will send you the league code. So, uh, Kareeming underscore one, at Kareeming underscore one, you are in. Underscore GG Hippo, you are in. Underscore, not underscore, at, sorry, at, not underscore, it's at underscore GG Hippo. Uh, at Kit Carson, you are in. At Ben Manaleski, you are in. At Maddie Mullen, you are in. At Nathan, 82001387. I think that might be his last name. You are in. At T-Dog0316, you are in. At M. Thuki, you are in. At Jason Don 73 you are in. At Jordo83, you are in. At Kales underscore Mr. Amazing, you are in. At Blackie underscore White, you are in. At Peter Legato, you are in. At Anthony, you are in. And the winner of the bonus bet and in our league, the last spot in our league, is at James underscore Ashid 9. So all of you guys hit us up. Um, send us, just uh, inbox the page from your account and we will send you the link address and at James Ashid, get into contact with us to claim your Lad Brokes bonus bet. Um, as always, gamble responsibly. Uh, and on behalf of us boys, we will see you next week with some JLT talk. Um, anyone that we're kind of more excited to have a look at this weekend, boys, I'll get the games up. Um, we've got North and Melbourne on Saturday. Who are you look keeping an eye out for in that one? Fritch no, Hearn. Yeah, Fritch Hearn. Yeah, I'll have a look at McDonald. Hopefully, Gorn lines up. Um, as well, Petrarca. You'd have a look at Petrarca, don't you? Uh, see what he's got to offer in that game too. But yeah, yeah that's about it for me. Uh, Essendon and Richmond. Oh, I'll be on Michan and watch. Don't you worry about that. Essendon and Richmond on the Sunday. That's a bit of a boring game, isn't it? Well, Essendon and Richmond. Brown Ellis. Look, boys, football's back, so I don't. Really, I'm not really going to complain. Yeah. But, um... Look, I think uh, I think Josh Begley is going to be on on the watch for me um, from Essendon. Um, but that's probably as far as I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this and do. Hopefully, hopefully there's a couple of young kids that get a bit of a call up and someone can impress from some of these teams. And then Sunday we've got Adelaide and Freo. I think Freo will definitely have a couple running around. Brayshaw, um, yeah. Brody as well. Yeah. Can't wait to see. Yeah. Hopefully we can see Chiro. Uh, what's his name? Giro. How do you spell it? Stefan Giro. Stefan Giro. Giro. We'll run yeah. with yeah. Walters. We can, uh, get him a little bit of play Walters on. action. Michael Walters yeah. watch, bro. Get around it. Um, that would be absolutely huge, wouldn't it? And then West Coast and Port Adelaide. It might be good to see how they go with their old. Yeah, that is room. that is as many options as you can possibly have in any one game. Any the amount of ro- missing oh. that game, bombs. When is it? Sunday Mike night. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh no! I oh. got indoor. I'll be I'll be taping it and uh, and then watching for sure. Wow! But, how do how does your uh, Foxtel go taping two programs at the same time? Don't have Foxtel, mate. Don't have Foxtel. Oh, that's even more cartage. How are you going to take it? AFL. Yeah, AFL subscription, fellas. It's all good. I can, and I got the old seven player to catch up on MKR, get the, mate. It's get all the good. VHS out, mate. Get the VHS out. <laughs> uh, we will see you next Tuesday, boys and girls, to recap the first round, well, the first four games of the JLT. Um, on behalf of Bretta, Bons, and myself, peace out, community. Thanks for listening. <laughs>